Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbiwa Gawaza, and for today, as you can hear, we're in uh, quite a busy place. Uh, we're in Cape Town at the Cape Town International Convention Center uh, for Africa Com and Africa Tech, that is the largest um, telecoms conference on the African continent. And for today, we're having what I think is a bit of an extension of a conversation that uh, we have been having and that's around connectivity um, in the country and around the world um, and uh, that's specifically around satellite communications. So earlier in the, I think a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to um, you know, one of the local providers on satellite and we had quite a fascinating discussion. But for today, we are going to be talking to an international company uh, that also is looking, you know, looking at Africa to get that outside-in, you know, perspective um, into what's going on. And to help us to, you know, understand everything that's going on, um, you know, out there in the market, we are joined uh, by uh, Suleiman Al-Ali, who is the Chief Commercial Officer over at uh, Yasset Groove. Suleiman, how are you today? Thank you, thank you very much. No, no, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, but uh, maybe we can start off by getting, you know, Yasset Group, giving us some insight into how does that group look and uh, what is the nature of the operations. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for hosting me today. And uh, I hope uh, that we will provide you and your audience with uh, information that will benefit everybody, uh, even being a general information or a, some sort of, you know, uh, business requirement yeah. or, or uh, fulfilling their needs. So if we talk about Yasat, Yasat started in 2007 in Abu Dhabi in United Arab Emirates. And we started by providing satellite connectivity and satellite services to uh, government entities and to consumers uh, across uh, Africa, Middle East uh, mainly. And... Uh, we have acquired uh, Turaya in 2018, and by that acquisition, uh, we have an access to the mobility part of satellite connectivity that have been in the industry for 25 years. So Turaya was UAE's first step toward the space industry and the space economy in, two, uh, in 1997. Uh, by launching the first Turaya satellite uh, in early 2000. If we talk about Yasat and what services they provide, they have three main pillars for the business that they do. The first pillar is the government pillar, where we are the preferred satellite service provider for UAE government. And we have a pillar that is focused on tailor-made solutions that are specifically focusing on government requirement in UAE and in the region as well. The second pillar is Tariya, which is the mobility arm of Yasat Group, where we provide voice and data mobile solutions. When I mean, what I mean by mobile, that is an, an equipment that is easy to carry and to be used at, uh, at mobility. So when you are moving around, you can have Tariya phone. If you are in an area that is not covered by any terrestrial sort of communication, you can have your Tariya phone that can be saving your life in critical situation. And we have been seeing this uh, during our time, uh, especially in Africa. We have been serving this continent for the last two decades. And we have the data solution 
where in certain areas for life-saving missions and for uh, critical communications, Faraya have provided uh, data solution to the customers, to government entities, to consumers, to the guys who love to go on adventures in, in Africa, to the wild areas where nobody can reach, but Faraya reached. Uh, we talk about the last pillar, which is the data solution pillar, which is uh, presented by Yaklik. Uh, and Yaklik is a joint venture between Yasat and uh, Hughes. And this is what we provide, uh, how it, this is the arm that provides the services of broadband uh, services from satellite to Africa. And we have been uh, in the industry here for uh, more than 10 years. We have been serving uh, African nations uh, across the African continent by providing uh, broadband solutions for consumers, for enterprise, for SMEs, and for governments. And specifically, when we talk about government, we have a lot of success stories talking about e-health, where that is, you know, provided to governments in rural areas where uh, health services are not provided and are, are not easy to, to, to bring uh, that services to, to the rural area. So by simply providing the satellite connectivity, you can connect a doctor who is in the main city with a rural area in a very short time. They can provide the real capabilities to these rural areas that have, we have uh, a lot of you know, proven cases uh, in this segment. Also e-learning, the same concept goes with the learning. We connected many schools in Africa through uh, our, our e-learning uh, capabilities. So we have in Africa currently thousands of schools are connected using Yaklik services. So this is in general, you know, uh, talking about the group. So now that we have uh, a fair understanding of what the group looks like, the nature of the operations and the types of things that you're doing, um, maybe we can get into, um, you started touching on it earlier on to say that as, as the Yaklik part of the business, uh, that you have had uh, what you call this operations on the continent. Anything you know in South Africa? Uh, South Africa is one of the biggest markets for us in Yaklik, and we have uh, given it uh, more focus this year and going forward. And I think being here in, uh, in Africa, in Cape Town, uh, we wanted to be closer to the market, we want to be closer to the customer, and also we wanted to show our customer that we are here. Uh, we want to hear our customers, the feedback on the ground from our customers, our partners, and what we can do to improve it. We have launched three products in Africa from this year, specifically addressing Africa uh, market, uh, generally Africa market, but specifically after the feedback we got from uh, our partners and customers in South Africa, where we are providing uh, backup connectivity, uh, backup services, we are uh, providing Wi-Fi solution that is single solution that can be provided to communities, rural communities, without having multiple of dishes installed. You need to install one connectivity and have that Wi-Fi connectivity that can serve a, a range of kilometers and people can connect to it in a much easier and modern way. So they can connect through their smartphones, they can connect their tablets, their, their laptops, or any sort of, of, of digital uh, uh, communication way. So this is the beauty of it. And the third one is the security, where we can 
see also here in, in, uh, in the stand what we are showcasing cameras that have an application that is connected to your phone and that is connected in the background to, to, to the internet you can access it from your phone but even if that is in a remote area we can install a, a Yaklik terminal there for you and connect the whole system uh, for you to have an access to the cameras and security system that you have in a remote area. That is extending uh, a connectivity that is today is not available. So I think there is a huge demand in the market and uh, South Africa is a big potential for us to grow. We have proven that uh, our services are needed uh, in South Africa, but we want to prove that we are capable to bring to our customer the best solution available in the market. Are you, are you comfortable to share who some of your clients or partners are in the South African market? We have uh, one of the, the main uh, partner that we have is uh, Morklip. Morklip is our main partner in, uh, in, in, uh, in South Africa. And uh, it's a South African company that was built and established in the country that is helping uh, in a lot of ways the economy of South Africa because usually the way we think about the business is that you need to contribute to the economy of that country by enabling somebody within the country to do the business for you. Yeah. And also by that, we, we, it is a win-win for both of us where we also, uh, when we uh, have a local partner, he will be the one closer to the customer. So he will understand the market need better than us. So that link we have established it since long time, and I think that model is a successful model that we keep, you know, uh, working on. Now, one of the things, um, obviously, when it comes to satellite, uh, the big issue is the fact that you, as you have been highlighting throughout, is you know connecting remote areas, the places where you can't get mobile, the places where you can't get you know your fiber internet and some of the other options that are out there. A satellite remains probably one of the best options out there. So in the local market, when you talk to the players here, a lot of them are, you know, reselling services from other providers. So where do you guys sit? Do you guys have your own satellites? All of that stuff, how have you guys structured from that? I, I think I missed that part uh, in the introduction, yeah. but I think um, it's worth mentioning that Yasat Group, they own and operate five satellites. Yeah. So, Two satellites are in the Elban for Freya services and three are in, in uh, other type of services, um, different uh, frequency bands we call it. So we have the C band, we have the KU band, we have the KA band. So we have most of the bands that the satellite operators usually provide in the industry. We have a new program that we will be launching our sixth satellite in 2024 for Freya Elban. And uh, how are you guys thinking about that? Because nowadays, there's a lot of debate about, you know, geo-orbiting satellites, low-orbiting satellites, and I think the ones that are sort of in the middle. The, how are you guys thinking about that? Where's, where's your, your focus or your investment? Today, we are a geo-satellite operator, and I think looking into the future, the future is giving the indications that each of these fleets will be complementary to each other. So you cannot get rid of one and say, I will only depend on, let's say, Leo, or I will only depend on Geo. I think the Leo constellations that are coming and the Mio constellations that are coming, they are 
part of the complementary service that will be adding up to what the GEO are providing today. As a group, we are actively looking into the market for the right opportunity to go for new or for new whenever the opportunity is right. But we are keeping an, an open eye of all the, the changes that is happening in the market and uh, uh, actively talking to uh, to the partners, to the uh, uh, industry peers also, to see uh, what will be the next step. But at the right time, uh, uh, when we see the right opportunity, we'll be uh, moving. And now that you guys are launching another satellite, can you talk to us about costs? Because I think once upon a time you needed like a thousand, maybe two thousand dollars to have a satellite set up either at your house, at your business. Uh, but I understand a lot of those costs have now you can you can access satellite communications much cheaper now. So uh, let me give you a brief about uh, uh, the new satellite and uh, the the beautiful program that we have embarked uh, into with a new satellite program we call it. So it's called Traya Next Generation yeah. Satellite Program, uh, Traya 4. So this program will have a full revamp of the ecosystem of the L-band that we have within Traya. Starting with changing the satellite, replacing the satellite or bringing a new satellite that have three times the capabilities, the capacity I mean. So in terms of number of users, the new satellite can take three times more the current one. In terms of security, we have added a lot of measures for security and resilience of the operation. That is talking about the space segment. Now we go to the ground segment. In the ground segment, we have cooperated with Coba and Ericsson to build up the state-of-art, best-in-class ground segment. That will enable us to provide our customers with a new, with a new type of products and services as well. And when we talk about the, the user segment, the, the portfolio of products that will come with this program, this is one of the largest in the industry of the Elban. So 17 new products will be launched with this program. So that shows you the, the, the volume of work that is done behind to launch this program to our customers. And on top of that, we have done a, a revisit of the coverage area that we have. So in the first satellite that we launched, we missed the, the southern part of Africa. So it is not covered by Taraya. Now with the new way of looking at the business and looking at the potential of business in the southern part of Africa and especially South Africa, and add to that also the, the, the maritime business that you have in the, uh, in the Cape of Good Hope. It worked to invest and put a coverage in that area. So the new satellite will be covering all that area. That will bring new capabilities to uh, a huge area within the African continent. And with these capabilities, the new technology enables you to provide different uh, type of products. So depending on your use and your need, you will have a product to fulfill that need. So I will give you an example of the fishery market. We all understand that the fishery market are uh, a market or a segment that have an affordability issue when it comes to putting some sort of technology within their boats. So we look into that segment and we try to really deeply analyze it and bring something that will save their life, provide them with their needs. Their needs basically is a basic sort of communication. They need only voice 
and they need only SMS to communicate with the short, to communicate with their loved ones, and to communicate, you know, with even the authorities if they are arrested. So based on these requirements, we have built up a product called Marine Star. So Marine Star is getting a huge attraction, specifically in Asia Pacific region and also in Africa. Because of the affordability, you resolve the affordability issue for your customer. You cannot go and offer your customer something that first, he cannot afford, second, he don't need. So even if he can afford it, but he will tell you it's a waste of money, right? As you mentioned, it's costly. But today, if we understand the customer requirement, really, and I think we have an agent that in 20 years in the African market, we understand the customer need. So today we are tailor-made products and solutions for our customers in Africa. And we promise that new excited things that will come with a new satellite to South Africa. When does that uh, new satellite go up? It's uh, planned for 2024. So as we are ending off, uh, you know, I like the fact that, you know, we've sort of covered across the board from the issues of affordability. We've also spoken about... Uh, what you call this, uh, all, the, all the segments where you guys are trying to improve, you know, using the new technology on the satellite. The one that I want to end off with is uh, one of the biggest gripes with satellite is obviously speed, right? Uh, because your bandwidth can only be, what you call this, can only be a certain amount. How are you guys uh, tackling bandwidth? For Faraya, now the new satellite will come with also additional speed. So today in the L-band, because L-band is considered as a narrow band, uh, different than the Yaklik. Yaklik is a broadband. So with Yaklik, you can do more because you have the capabilities on the dish and the size of the equipment is different than the L-band one. Uh, and if you need the mobility, there are trade-offs when, when you talk about the mobility. So in the Thraya, we will be... Uh, more than doubling the current speed that we have. So we are talking about one megabit and, and above, which is today something that is not possible to be provided with an Ilban uh, technology. So that is something that will be uh, available in the, in the next satellite. But if, if we look at you know the market requirement for satellite connectivity, we can see a big difference on term of requirement from few kilobits, if we talk about IoT, which is a segment that is, is an important segment that is coming in the market, going to, let's say, the aviation and the aero application, which they start to demand for higher speeds and higher uh, 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 connectivity, and they are also moving, so it's, it's in mobile. So, we need to, to look into what is the, again, I will go back to the customer need, because Whenever we sit with the customer, you need to understand his, his real need. Uh, they don't understand really what their need is. So, and there are trade-offs for satellite and terrestrial, right? So if you are in an area that there is no connectivity at all, you need at least the basic connectivity. But then on top of it, we can provide you with, you know, uh, 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 broadband services that can give you the applications that you need to run on. So if you, let's say, you want to run video surveillance, you want to have security cameras, so we will give you the speed that can, you know, accommodate your requirement. And also there are a lot of, you know, technologies of compression and encoding that can, you know, 
give you the, the, the feel of a higher speed usage, but in the reality, in the pipeline, the pipe in the, in the back, it is a smaller data rate. Yeah. So these are smart things that we are using to, to complement, you know, whenever we see that there is a, a demand for a higher speed, but the pipe of the satellite is, uh, is smaller. Just to add to, to the requirement of data, now we are working on IoT solutions that needs less than 100 kilobits per second, and even we are pushing it to less than 50 kilobits per second, and we are talking about kilobits per second, to send the basic requirement for IoT. And that has a mass distribution and requirement specifically in South Africa. We have studied the market and we saw that IoT is a big market. Uh, the application of IoT because of the low cost, low data rate, low power. Three elements that will make you go even mass in the, in the usage of the IoT. Yeah. So if you want, let's say, to monitor uh, livestock, we will be having solutions to monitor your livestock, give you the basic uh, information that you need about them, location, temperature, other things. If we look at you know monitoring pipelines of the oil and gas, it will be mass deployment of IoT application in the future because today they are limited because of what you mentioned, cost, uh, requirement for some certain uh, speed. Now with the IoT applications, you can deploy as much as you want because it will cost you less and the monthly charges are, are very minimum. So you can go mass with it. So IoT is one of the main focus also for the group that we want to really push going forward. I had already said that it was the last question, but you now got into all of this stuff about IoT. So I do have to ask a quick follow-up. Because of IoT being such a big um, focus for the group, your new satellite, right, and the services that you'll be bringing online going forward, for, for Yasset as a group, is this a consumer play or is this an enterprise play? See, we play in all segments. Yeah. Honestly speaking, we have uh, the consumer segment, we have the SME and enterprise segment, and we have the government segment, where we give different type of solutions uh, for each of these segments. But where we can see the growth, honestly speaking, there is a huge growth specifically after the pandemic. And I have, you know, talking to the guys here in, in the event, uh, that we can see that life is back to normal. <laughs> we can see the crowd is, is, is back. And I think the rhythm of, uh, of progress after the pandemic is, is, is really something that we did not even think about it. So with that rhythm, we can see uh, demand in the consumer, demand in the enterprise, and demand also on the government side. You will never reach to a state that you say, I don't need satellite connectivity. For consumer, I think in the in the dense area, the urban areas, the requirement for the satellite is trying is starting to shrink. But still, it is very costly to extend the same type of connectivity to rural areas. So what we do is we are a complementary service to the terrestrial. So we don't compete, but we complement. And I think this should be the, the, the image and should be the view of, of the terrestrial player. They, we should not look at each other as a competitor. Yeah. We complement each other. Wherever he cannot reach or it's very costly for him, we come and complement. And I think, look at you know South Africa. It's, it's a big country. You cannot cover this whole country 
by let's say terrestrial communication you will definitely need communication other sort of communication and this is where we are here to help all right so it's been a very fascinating uh, discussion uh, for today um, here in Cape Town just talking about a satellite and I really do think uh, you guys you're probably onto it there especially with the IOT um, because at least those are devices that don't need to be constantly online. They ping only a few times in an hour and they require very low data rates. So satellite is definitely going to be a big application, particularly agriculture, because there are a lot of startups in South Africa that are coming in with uh, you know solutions, you know, trying to track cattle. You know, some people are trying to even track trees, um, you know, fruit and that type of thing. So it's definitely going to be big there. And I think more needs to be said about satellite because we always focus on mobile, we always focus on fiber. But there are huge parts uh, of countries like South Africa that are still rural, that don't have access to some of that broadband communication. Uh, so it's been very fascinating and we'll just be waiting to see how things develop over time. And especially um, as competition continues to heat up, um, especially in the low orbiting uh, you know, market, I think there's going to be a lot of competitors coming in on that front. So that's been it. Fascinating conversation. Uh, we were talking to Suleiman Al-Ali, who is uh, the Chief Commercial Officer over at the Yasset Group. Sulaiman, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.